1: morning it's a good day in the house of the lord it's a good september morning nice and crisp outside i love it i oh upside down pastor is um, preaching for a friend who had covid and is recovering so i am speaking today to my favorite congregation life church And the subject I'm speaking is time to celebrate. I feel that the, um, the praise and worship songs were appropriate today. Nice and joyful about the Lord being good and glorifying the Lord. I enjoyed worshiping with you this morning. Um, let's just go to the word of God and see what he has to say about celebration. Before he does, let's just pray that our ears would be open and our hearts would receive his word. Lord, you are so great, the God of heaven and earth, our creator, our father, our friend. We want to thank you today for this beautiful morning to come together and worship you, enter your presence and sing joyfully and love our brothers and sisters, but most of all, focus on adoring you. We ask, Lord, that your word that's already anointed would take root in our hearts, God, as it's spoken, I pray in Jesus' name, that it would find its way into the soil of our hearts, that it would grow and produce good fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So it's time for the word of God, so we eagerly open our word. That might be a phone to you. Many of you um, use the Bible app on your phone, and that's perfectly fine. If you have your Bible app or just want to follow along on the screen, we are going to read Isaiah 51 and 11, and it says, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow, and mourning shall flee away. Praise God. Celebrate, the definition of celebrate is to honor or praise publicly, acknowledge a significant or happy day or event with a social gathering or enjoyable activity. Celebration is the action of marking one's pleasure at an important event or occasion by engaging in enjoyable typically social activity. So on this Labor Day weekend I hope you all are planning a celebration. Do any of you have a picnic or a cookout or anything scheduled tomorrow? Good! I hope you take advantage of this time to celebrate. When do we celebrate? We celebrate special days like birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, weddings, Mother's Day, Father's Day, holidays, Jersey Sunday, which is coming up. Jersey Sunday is next Sunday, so I encourage you to wear your team's colors and shirts and outfits to be loud and proud. Stand with your team. Celebrate Jersey Sunday with us next Sunday. But we celebrate big wins, and sometimes we even celebrate small wins. My husband... He enjoys celebrating, and he can get downright obnoxious while celebrating even a small win. <laughs> when, when my girls were small and we would play board games, he would, um, if he won, which he always tried to win, if he won, he would stand up and sing really loudly, We Are the Champions. Very obnoxiously, very loudly, and sway back and forth and shake. And, you know, the kids would be like, Dad, stop, Dad. And he'd be like, we are the champions. He would just get louder and louder and louder. So he enjoys celebrating in his own way, and he celebrates every opportunity. I also love to have a good time, so we celebrate a lot in our home. Who do we celebrate? We celebrate the people we love. We celebrate our family and our friends. We celebrate the people we honor. We honor the brave men and women who died in military service on Memorial Day. We honor Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day for his brave voice of, of coming out and helping our country turn we celebrate, I hope that you celebrate your anniversary and your <laughs> all the big days in your life. I hope you don't forget those special days and take the time to celebrate. Where do we celebrate? We celebrate in our homes. We celebrate in parks. We celebrate in the streets. We celebrate in churches. We celebrate at various public venues. How do we celebrate? With special dinners and cakes. And balloons and gifts and games and music and dancing and clapping and trophies and singing and words of affirmation and parades and ceremonies I love celebrating celebrating is fun celebrating is awesome and I just feel like it's time for the people of God to celebrate it's time to celebrate The redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. And for the past couple of months, that verse has just been been reverberating in my spirit. The redeemed of the Lord shall return. I am the redeemed of the Lord. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick up my celebration a notch. I like celebrating in church, if you haven't noticed. I like celebrating Jesus, and I always have. I have been made fun of for my celebrations on many occasions, but I, that's not going to stop me. I'm still going to celebrate. <laughs> in my family, most every birthday party my kids had growing up, we played the hokey pokey. If you were coming to a Thompson family birthday party, we're going to play the hokey pokey and you are going to be strongly encouraged to participate. <laughs> and we were going to play the limbo. And now we we don't do that now that uh, we've gotten a lot older. I don't want to throw my back out. We don't always do that anymore, but we do we do still celebrate and we go around the table And we say something really nice about we love about the person we're celebrating. I think celebrating the person, the people we love, I think it's worth taking the time to fix a dinner or bake a cake or buy one. Or clean the house or whatever you have to, I think people are worth celebrating. And you know, it was really, really important to me when my mom's um, birthday came this year and I couldn't celebrate with her because she passed. I thought, you know what, I'm not going to, when it, the people I love, when it's their day, I'm not going to just skip over that, but I'm going to rejoice and celebrate with them while I still have them here. So I think celebrations are important. The Bible has some pretty fantastic celebrations. Yeah. And right now, the Jewish people are getting ready to celebrate the Feast of Trumpets. Yeah. You might know this as Rosh Hashanah. And guess what? It begins at sundown tomorrow, and they enter a season of joy. So celebrating was really important to the Jews, and in the Bible, there's a lot of epic celebrations. We're going to look today at an example of celebrating in the Bible. David, we know him as a man of praise who enjoyed celebrating the Lord, and it, when he became king, one of his very first acts that he did was he said, we're going to bring the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem because we want to celebrate. We want the presence of God in the midst of his people. So he, he, he gets it together. It's going to be epic. In 2 Samuel 6 and 5, it says David and all the people of Israel, they got together. They were celebrating before the Lord, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments, lyres, harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. This was a big celebration. In his celebration preparation, it's probably different from us. He invites the choice men or the elite troops, 30,000 of them. So he, and he gathers together a band. He gets instruments and musicians, he gets all the parade details right, he gets a brand new fancy cart to transport the Ark of the Covenant, and he lines up men, people in charge of that. He creates this exciting atmosphere. David is stoked. He's so excited. But if you read that story, that celebration comes to a halt. (laughs) If you've ever um, seen like an epic fail, like like weddings when they're getting super excited, and the, the bride is taking a picture, and she just accidentally falls into the pool behind her or something there's a big epic fail you know everyone oh the big oh my goodness well something really bad happened that day the guy that's steadying the cart that is in charge of driving it I don't know if we call him Uzza or Uzza. does anybody know the correct pronunciation Uzzah okay so Uzza, the ark is getting unsteady he reaches out to steady it and he's struck down and dies. That will kill a celebration quicker than anything. If someone dies at your party, you're probably going to go ahead and shut that celebration down. Well, David, he's angry, and he's confused, and he's afraid. Why did this happen? Here I am trying to do the right thing, and I'm humiliated In front of 30,000 of my best soldiers in all of Israel, how am I going to accomplish what I'm supposed to do? I thought God put me in charge, anointed me king, and I'm a worshiper. is not I'm supposed to restore worship in Israel? I wanted everyone to be excited about the presence and the glory of God. But now they're all afraid. How is worship going to be restored after this? And David's highly upset. He just tells everybody, go on home. He leaves the ark in Obed-Edom's house for three months. And the guy gets blessed like crazy. <laughs> so here's Obed-Edom with the presence of God in his house. And they go and tell David, hey, they, they report to him all that's happened to Obed-Edom since they've left the ark of the covenant there with him. So David gets re-inspired. But guess what? This time he goes back to the word and he decides that he's going to inspect and see how to do this thing right. How to align himself with the commands that God's already given them about the Ark of the Covenant. So I want to just tell you to stop for a moment right here and say, if you've ever been disappointed when you've tried to do something right. And if you've ever uttered these words, I'm never doing that again. I encourage you (laughs) to rethink that. Go back to the word and make sure you're aligned with God's design. I have a friend who um, threw a surprise birthday party for her husband the very first uh, birthday that that they were married. He hates surprises. She did not know this about him. She planned this big, huge party and invited all these people. I mean, time, money. She got it together. She was so excited about it. And he just poo-pooed on her her, um, excitement. He was upset. He was not happy. It was just a huge fail. And so she said, I will never throw you another birthday party again. They've been married over 30 years, and she has not. She has not thrown him another birthday party since then. Well, David, I'm glad David didn't do that. He gets reorganized and he plans another celebration. In 2 Samuel 6, 13 through 15, it says, After the men who were carrying the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, David sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. You notice it says, after the men who were carrying the ark. Right there was a big difference. The ark was built to be carried. It was not built to be on a cart. So David lines up with the word of God, with what God created from the very beginning. This is how I want it done. David finds out what God wants, and he sacri- David sacrificed a bull and a fattened cap, calf and david danced before the lord with all his might wearing a priestly garment so david and all the people of israel brought up the ark of the lord with shouts of joy and blowing of ram's horns but as the ark of the lord entered the city of david there's always someone who's going to be a party pooper Michael, the daughter of David, of Saul, the daughter of Saul, looked down from her window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for him. Wow. There's sacrifices, there's rejoicing, there's dancing, there's shouting, they're blowing the ram's horn. It's loud, it's lit, it's exciting, food is passed out, the people are blessed. And David goes home to bless his own house and his wife verbally attacks him a word to the wise right here all you women if your husband's excited about something and he comes home and tells you about it don't rain on his parade it's not going to end well for you (laughs) what does David do David does not bend to her bitterness but he doubles down and he defends his worship now, most of, most of you men are going to double down and defend what, what you did, right? Most of you are going to just double on down. That's what happened. Let's read this. Uh, Sam, 2 Samuel 6, 20 through 22. When David returned home to bless his own family, he's excited. He's coming home to bless his family. Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said in disgust. How distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. I'm too snooty. I'm too good. I'm a king's daughter. I'm royal. I don't wear those lowly garments. David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. Whoo! I encourage you to support your husband whenever he worships the Lord. (laughs) Don't rain on my parade. What ruins a party? Sometimes rain. (laughs) Sometimes the weather. I'll tell you what else ruins a party. No preparation. Last minute running around. I've been guilty. I've been there stressed out, too tired to enjoy the celebration because I'm running around and I didn't get everything done or I forgot to do something because of insufficient planning. Something else that ruins a party is when I'm self-absorbed. I'm too annoyed that someone didn't show up. Or I'm too focused on what didn't go exactly as planned. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Or a salty friend who's mad that someone else is being honored and is raining on my parade. This is another one, and this really bothers me. Boring people. <laughs> Boring people who came to be entertained but refused to participate. They stand in the corner. They barely talk. They won't do the hokey pokey. They won't sing. They won't dance. They refuse to play the games. They, their energy level is way down here. If that's you, just don't come to my party. (laughs) Just go ahead and stay home, okay? If that's you, don't come to my party because I'm fixing to have fun. The other thing that ruins a good party is critical people. Like King David's wife, all haughty. You look dumb. Your clothes aren't royal. They're not name brand. That's not where the napkin goes they're just critical those kind of people ruin a party but what fires up a celebration a shared victory when everyone is invested the team has worked hard all season long they've played hard and they win the championship boy they're excited they're celebrating together what else fires up a celebration someone who's not afraid to get loud Yes, who's going to whoop it up and clap and sing with gusto and shout out encouragement. You go girl, you got this, you can do it. You know who else fires fires up a celebration? Enthusiastic participants. They play the game with joy. They jump, they dance with abandon. The high energy changes the atmosphere. I like that kind of party. I'm ready for that kind of celebration. I want Amy McIntyre at my party. I want Miranda at my party. I want my daughter, Lindsay, at my party, who's not afraid to get out there and make it happen. That's the kind of celebration I want. And when I come to church, I'm ready to celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and I'm not afraid to get out there and get loud. Amen. I love Kevin Bourne. I love you over here, not afraid to worship the Lord, not afraid to pound that cowbell, (laughs) not afraid to raise your hands and worship the Lord. I love it. Here's the formula before we wrap this up, formula for an epic celebration. A great party doesn't happen without planning. If you want a memorable anniversary, plan it. Don't wait for your spouse to do it. Don't just sit there and be mad because he didn't do it. Go ahead and plan it yourself. If you want your kids to have good memories on their special days, plan to celebrate it. Their accomplishments, their wins, their birthdays. You can choose to let life pass you by or you can choose to celebrate it. But the first step to any successful celebration is to clean up. The first step before celebration begins, there's got to be a clean up. There's got to be repentance. David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. We got to sweep the house clean. We got to take time to inspect what we've let go and where the dust has built up. The Bible says, Godly sorrow works repentance. Let the tears fall. Create. Renew a right spirit within me. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Change my attitude, God. Change my heart. I accept your grace, Lord. Get in the word. David had to go back to the word to find out how to properly transport the ark. Humbly discover where you've allowed sin to crop up in your life. In the book of Nehemiah, we see an example of God's people weeping when they hear the word. Jerusalem lay in ruins, and most of its inhabitants had been carried away into Babylon. Years later, the survivors are given permission to rebuild the walls of the city by King Cyrus under the direction of Nehemiah, and they work hard. They work hard, and they overcome many obstacles. They're working day and night in front of their houses with a sword in their hand and the enemy sitting on the wall saying, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to get this done and accusing them and trying to attack them. They worked hard, they overcame, and when they finished rebuilding the wall surrounding their city, they gathered at the city square and they weep at the reading of the word of God. This is so significant to me. The redeemed of the Lord comes again to their city and they build up the walls and they remember why they were taken into captivity. They remember that they turned to idols. They remember why they were carried away. Nehemiah 8 and 6 says, then Ezra praised the Lord the great God, and all the people chanted, amen, amen, and they lifted up their hands. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. After you have repented and been renewed, but repentance, sometimes we gloss over it. Repentance is a big step. It identifies you with the death of Jesus Christ. And it's something that we should live in and walk in day by day to keep a clean heart before the Lord, a repentant heart. In Nehemiah, after they weep and praise the Lord, after that he says, okay, stop crying and start rejoicing. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. "'Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me, Lord. "'Restore unto me the joy of your salvation.'" In Nehemiah, he continues, "'Go and celebrate with a feast of rich food and sweet drinks "'and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. "'This is a sacred day before our Lord. "'Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength.'" And the Levites too quieted the people telling them, hush, shh, don't weep for this is a sacred day. So the people went away to eat and drink at a festive meal to share gifts of food and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. So the first step before you can celebrate, sometimes you have to weep and do some self-inspection and come to repentance and clean up. The second step is to prepare the music. All great parties have music, don't they? Celebrate good times. Come on. It's time to celebrate. Music sets the atmosphere. What do you want the atmosphere to be like? In Nehemiah 12 and 27, Israel plans to dedicate the wall that they built around Jerusalem. So here's what they do. They get the Levites. They get the singers. They get the worshipers. They get them from all around. They bring them in to joyfully celebrate with music and instruments. They had two choirs coming from two different directions. They've got trumpets. They are having an epic celebration. And all through the Bible, we see music has a huge part in celebrations. After escaping the Egyptians through the Red Sea, Moses led the people in song and dance. Miriam led the women in song and dance. When David kills the giant, they celebrate a military victory. When the prodigal son returns, I've got scriptures for all these, but I think I'm running out of time. So all of these in the Bible, they celebrate with music. When the prodigal son returns, you know, the older son comes and What, what clues him in that there's a celebration? He hears the music. Yeah. Yeah. He knows something's going on. There's so much. The Bible is full. So, uh, Paul and Silas praising the Lord in the, in the jail, worshiping through song. The Bible is full of celebrating God through music. And every time we come to church, our music team has prepared... They've, they've practiced through the week. They've, they don't just know the, the chords and the lyrics, but they know what the song's about. They've been praying about it. They've been getting their heart clean to worship the Lord. We've got the music. It's time for an epic celebration. So we clean up. We prepare the music, and we get loud. Yes. <laughs> now, I, I've been made fun of many times for singing too loud or clapping too loud. In fact, just on Wednesday night, and I'm still a little sore about this, I was clapping and my daughter, Lindsay, goes, Mom, you're so loud. I went. I got a little obnoxious. I said, well, I'm gonna clap louder then. (laughs) And I don't care if I look weird, I'm doing it anyway. I'm going to sing loud. I'm going to clap loud. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm going to shout loud. I'm proud to be loud. (laughs) In Nehemiah 12 and 43, it says the sound of rejoicing could be heard from far away. It's time to celebrate our God like that. Church should be a place where God's people come together and honor him and worship him with abandon and rejoice in his goodness. When we say, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever, the people say yes and amen. Psalms five seven they shall eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness and will shout joyfully of your righteousness. Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You don't have to be a good singer. Say in the congregation if you're not. Don't get up here if you're not a good singer. But you can make a joyful noise wherever you are. Psalm ninety eight and four says, shout to the Lord all the earth. Break out in praise and sing for joy. Psalm 47 and one says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I want the sound of my rejoicing to be loud in the enemy's ears. I want it to be heard from far away. I'm not ashamed to get loud, and I am singing to an audience of one. I'm singing for him, so it really doesn't matter if you don't like my praise. I will clap my hands and lift my voice. I will shout. I will roar. I will sing praises to my God. I want the enemy to know I'm not shutting up. I'm not backing up. I'm going forward, and I'm pressing against the darkness. Yes. Amen. Praise God. God. You know, you always take a chance when you preach a sermon like this. And I thought about that today. I thought I might get up there and everybody just be sitting there with their arms crossed and looking at me. But I don't care. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to celebrate him no matter what anybody else does. Because it's time to celebrate. If our praise and worship team would prepare to come for our epic celebration, the last point, if you want an epic celebration, the first thing you do is clean up. You repent. The second thing you do is I forget. You prepare the music. The third thing you do is you get loud. And the fourth thing you do is you get contagious. You know, praise and worship can be contagious. David's worship inspired praise during his reign. And guess what? It inspired praise for generations to come. He is mentioned six times in Nehemiah chapter 12. And the celebration in Nehemiah was patterned after David's lead. The one who said, well, I will dance all the more. It was patterned after him let the fire of your praise catch your neighbor's soul on fire yeah. you know i was reminded of childhood memories i went to a country church yes i did in piqua united pentecostal church in piqua ohio it was a lot of farmers and rural people we weren't fancy but we knew how to worship god and there was a lady she was crippled she was a quadriplegic and she would be she couldn't she'd be in a wheelchair she couldn't didn't have use of her arms or legs but when she felt the spirit of the lord and she wanted to worship she had an electric wheelchair and she would just begin she could lean her wrist against her her electric controller and she would just begin to do spinning in her wheelchair going up and down across the front spinning in her wheelchair because she wanted to worship the lord When she got sicker and had to be in a stretcher to come to church and she couldn't praise the lord with her electric wheelchair sister shirley sheer would lay in her stretcher and she would begin to try and shake herself like this to worship the lord you have two hands you have two feet you're perfectly capable well and able to worship the lord with all your might i'm not going to let shirley sheer outdo me i'm going to run the aisles i'm going to dance for joy we would sing, He Set Me Free, and she would get to town. We would sing, Look What the Lord Has Done. Sister Carol Yater would take off across the front. She'd throw her shoes. She didn't care what she looked like. We'd sing, All Fly Away, and those good old sisters would stand up and look forward to heaven and shout and jump and rejoice. It was wild and it was crazy. We danced because we were celebrating Jesus. We sang because we were free from sin. We remembered the darkness he brought us out of. We clapped and we shouted because we had the hope of heaven. We rejoiced with passionate and unhindered worship because our hearts were overflowing with praise and gratefulness to the God that we served. I remember a, li- a time when Life Church was wild and crazy in their worship. I remember a time when our tagline was "Welcome to Life Church," where the difference is life. But we got a little too worried about being seeker sensitive. We got a little too worried about what does my neighbor think about my praise. Well, I'm done caring about what my neighbor thinks about my praise. I want to be contagious. I want my worship to jump on you. My honor and my love for my God, I want it to multiply and grow. Why is it that a football fan does not care about a new football fan that comes in? Why is it that they don't care that they're gonna be offended that they get loud and celebrate their team? They don't care. And you know what happens? Pretty soon that football fan encourages the new football fan to jump up and scream for their team. And pretty soon the whole stadium's doing it. At concerts, everyone's waving their arms and singing along and dancing to the music and nobody thinks it's weird. The atmosphere is contagious. So why don't we begin to celebrate Jesus Christ with such joy that it's contagious. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. We're entering a season of joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It's time to celebrate. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. It's time to celebrate. And you know the greatest joy I've ever experienced as when I've spent time repenting and getting myself clean, my burdens are rolled away, it feels like nothing else does, and then I can celebrate with joy, with rejoicing. You know, this, uh, this week I was walking, and on my walk I was rejoicing in my neighborhood and praising the Lord, and the sun was bright, and I was just saying, thank you God for the sun, and the Lord said to me, he, he rem- reminded me of the mold that's between the bricks in my patio. And he said, prolonged exposure to the light gets rid of the mold that was allowed to grow in the dark. Because I have struggled with, how do I get this mold to quit coming up in my patio? You know what happens? The sunlight, when it gets really hot out, it bakes that mold out of there and it goes away. That's what I want to happen in my spirit prolonged exposure to the light and the presence of God. It cleans up this old moldy, dirty heart and it sets me in right alignment with Him so I can come in and celebrate with joy and rejoicing because He's good and His mercy endures forever. praise god let's sing with the praise team if you want to come and rejoice come on up therefore the redeemed of the lord shall return and come with singing unto zion and everlasting joy shall be upon their head let's not be afraid to get loud Yeah Jesus, I love it. It looks so good on you. Praise looks good on you. You look beautiful, praising the Lord, raising your hands, waving your hands, clapping your hands. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let this be the beginning of every church service. Why don't we plan to celebrate every time we come together? So next Sunday, let's do this again. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you so much. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Celebrate the Lord all week. God bless you.